This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're here today on Crew Call with two-time Oscar-winning filmmaker Ron Howard, who's talking about his latest movie, 13 Lives, about the Tam Luang Cave Rescue. So talk about getting 13 Lives off the ground because there was a huge race for the rights to this afterwards. And there were, there were I don't want to name them, but there was, there was another producer who had gotten rights to I think the kids. Okay. There were first of all there you know there have been several projects and there were and and uh uh several uh you know uh, producers pursuing this. PJ Sandwick had a, um uh, and and uh um and and Gabby Tana, Gabrielle Tana had gotten the rights to um uh, to Rick and John and Jason and some of the divers. And PJ had also launched um, the documentary uh, uh, with Jimmy and Chai. And so using, you know, those same rights, but but their their expertise. So he he then launched a scripted version. There was also another scripted version going on. It might've been at Universal, as I recall. Um, and then um, a miniseries version, which was ultimately, you know, also produced. Meanwhile, um, PBS Thailand and the BBC and PBS had all sort of cooperated and done a fantastic series, doc series, almost immediately. So that already existed. So, so while I, 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 I was when when the when the script came to me, it was very far along by Bill Nicholson. And, um, and I, and I knew that, and I was told that these other projects, uh, existed, but I just felt like it was a tremendous opportunity. And, and, uh, and, and I, I also felt like it was such a big story, uh, and, and frankly, so worthy of, of being told in, in sort of, you know, uh, from various different vantage points, uh, and, and, and different, you know, modes that, uh, you know, if, if, if I could be one of them, I wanted to, you know, and I just didn't worry about it too much beyond that. Um, what I did worry about was, oh, and well, and then we had the script. And so then we took it together collectively, um, um, you know, Karen Lunder and Brian and myself from Imagine and, and, uh, and, and PJ and Gabby. And, uh, you know, and we sort of shared that with, with uh, the marketplace and it landed at MGM. And uh, uh, later, MGM was acquired by Amazon, uh, and uh, we've been lucky that everywhere we've everywhere we've gone, uh, we've had a lot of support and been well taken uh, care of. I felt. Is it a testament to great producers the fact that you were first? Um, 
you know, well, the documentary, uh, Jimmy and Chai's documentary came out first, but we knew that was, that was going to happen. They were, they were well into feature it. Wise, feature wise, feature wise. I mean, we, we certainly moved swiftly. And, and so, uh, yeah, I, I think it was, I think it was a testament to our collective, uh, will, but it required the support of, uh, of, um, you know, of, 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 of Mike DeLuca and Pam Abdi at MGM and, uh, you know, and a real clear, um, commitment COVID interrupted it and stalled us for about six months, which was a, a little frustrating because there was kind of just a freeze and we don't know when and how we can really do this. So. You know, we kept working on the script, kept talking to cast. Um, um, and, you know, by then I, I, I got sort of a, a couple of uh, a couple of guys, uh, Raymond Pathanavi Rangoon and uh, Billy uh, uh, Rudovanich. Uh, uh, and uh, they came in and began um, translating the script and and they would, were going to work with us as cultural advisors and they wound up being so valuable that I asked them to stay with the production as co-producers uh, and help me monitor the, the, the cultural accuracy uh, throughout. And, it, and they're also, you know, they're, they're, they're creative and also contributed creatively. Um, and, and, and even more importantly, built a fantastic bridge between myself and the Thai uh, actors. And so the actors began to see that there was a real trust and a, and, a, and a real urgent desire on my part to get it right and to, um, to work with them and, for, and, and uh, you know, and, and, and for them to, to flesh out their characters and, 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 uh, and, and ensure that, you know, that, that we, we, were, um, we were presenting contemporary Thailand in a, in a very, um, in a very honest way. So I, I think that was the bigger challenge to me is I, I, as I, as I was saying yes, and finding that, yes, we could, we were going to have the support. We'd have just about enough money to do it. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, never quite, but it, but it was tight. It was a tight schedule and budget for what we were, for the ambitions of the project. And, um, uh, but I really knew that a great deal of it was going to be in Thai, and I and I and I felt like it was a Thai story, and uh, and yet I wanted to bring my excitement for it, my experience uh, dealing with movies based on real events um, to this story. I thought I could really contribute, um, but I, I I I knew I was going to have to rely upon, you know people I hadn't really worked with before and, uh, gain, gain their trust, uh, and, um, um, and, uh, and, and keep, keep asking that question over and over again. Does this feel honest? Does this feel right? What were your, in did you have any cinematic inspirations while you were reading Bill's script in terms of how, how this was going to be laid out or was this, unto its own in your head? I think um, I was reading it and really appreciating it because they, I was learning a lot and I had followed the story, but there were twists and turns I didn't know about that Bill did uh, and, uh, and and built into the screenplay beautifully. 
I appreciated that original draft I read even more after we'd gone through a lot of rewrites and, uh, you know, and our, our, our Thai co-producers and, and, and the cast had weighed in and I, I discovered, you know, new aspects through my own research that I included, you know, we kept working and fleshing the whole thing out. And yet I so appreciated that original draft that I read because it, he understood it. He understood it and he understood it dramatically, but he also understood it on a, on a, on a, on a very human level in terms of where those, where those, um, challenges were most acute and most threatening to body or, 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 uh, or soul. And so, uh, you know, we, that's, you know, that his, his script was great. I, um, I think my documentary experience in recent years, I knew was going to serve me well, and it did. Um, and I, I, while I, I didn't want to, uh, um, sort of impress upon it a kind of a faux doc look, I definitely wanted it to feel like it wasn't staged. It was captured. Um, and, uh, um, and, uh, you know, and I, I talked about that with my, my very first hire was, um, once I knew we were making the movie beyond Bill Connor, who's the first AD who I worked with so many years and, and also came on as a producer on this, uh, was Sayampu Mukti Pram, the cinematographer, somebody who I'd had my eye on. He's a terrific artist. He's, you know, well, well known, uh, an international filmmaker, but, um, you know, if he was interested in this script, if he believed in our script, um, and, uh, and would, and would commit, I knew I wanted him to do it. And, uh, and his, his was a very fast yes, which was comforting to me in, uh, you know, kind of every imaginable way. And I talked to him about, you know, sort of my, my desire to, 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 you know, I, I said, I'd, I'd like Thai audiences to, if they didn't know who directed it, I'd like them to think a Thai directed it. And he said, um, he said, uh, I will be your angel. Uh, and, uh, and he was, but by the time we got started, you know, there were, I, I had, I had, I had managed to deputize a number of people and, uh, from the Thai side of, uh, of our production and also just recognize how important the story was, um, to, to, you know, each and every one of them. And, um, and of course that, uh, inspired, you know, everyone around the production, we, we shot it in, 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 in Queensland, but, uh, you know, all these, all these Westerners, they, you know, we could see it, we could see it in their eyes. And of course the story was important to us as well. Um, whether in front of the camera or behind it, uh, yet, you know, I got, I never, there was never, never less complaining ever on a movie. <laughs> what surprised you when you were reading the script? What didn't you know about the story? Is there a couple of things you could share with us? Well, I didn't know anything about, uh, you know, sedating the kids. I didn't, I was going to say the same thing. And, 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 and I also didn't understand. And, and once I understood that, I had no idea how risky that was. And, and, uh, um, and what I, uh, you know, the, 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 the various ways in that, in which that could really was hero, an act of heroism, um, because, uh, you know, it could threaten their careers and lives and the divers and, and, the, and, the, and can you imagine the, the sort of the, you know, the, the psychological baggage, uh, one would carry. Of course they went into it expecting, hoping, praying to save one or two. 
And so their, their expectation wasn't that this was going to, um, you know, br bring all, all the kids home safely. So, um, you know, it, it exceeded their, their wildest uh, imaginations. But, you know, this is why I really wanted to leap on this story, because I felt that what the real volunteers and rescuers had and the Thai government had achieved with this was this remarkable um, object lesson in um, cro cross-cultural collaboration, um, commitment to, with a, despite, commitment to, a, to a, a really worthy goal, despite recognizing that the odds were very, very uphill. Um, and, and that, I, I thought that's, we need kind of, I need this story. You know, I mean, I, I loved working on it. It was, it was nourishing to tell this story, even though we had to work hard. It was one of the most challenging projects I've ever done in a lot of ways, but it meant a lot to all of us to do it. And, and it's meant a lot to share it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For research purposes, did you go back to the actual location in Thailand to kind of scope it out? Due to COVID, I was unable to, um, and so that wound up being a remote scout. Um, and and yeah, Thai, you know, Thai production people on the ground um, went to the location. Sayampu went to the location and looked. Um, a production designer, Molly Hughes, wasn't able to go again during due to COVID. But um, a, 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 a an art director from Thailand that she knew she was going to work with uh, scouted. We also were able to get specs of the of the cave system uh, and work with the divers to understand where the most dangerous um, pinch points uh, and uh, uh, and uh, you know various characteristics that 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 really threaten the operation um, and uh, and those are the ones that that we focused on trying to build around and stage our scenes uh, around and it was just a you know, so even during that COVID period, storyboarding began, uh, rewrites were underway, research was underway. I kind of knew I was going to have to do it remotely, although I kept thinking we'd go there and even and shoot first there. I wanted to shoot first there to, to you know, then that, that was going to be impossible. And ultimately, our unit was never able to shoot in Thailand. We, we, we wound up, ha you know, having to, we completed photography I rehearsed with the actors all the scenes that were left to shoot in Thailand. Sayampu went home. They all they all went home. Um, went through their own quarantine again because there was an, there was another big outbreak. We had to wait that out. Now we were fairly deep into post production, and finally we were going to be able to shoot there. But um, there was a window of availability for the actors and weather and other things. And there wasn't time for me to go and go through a 14 day quarantine and be there. So it meant, it meant I was glad I had rehearsed with the actors ahead of time. There weren't that many dialogue scenes, mostly 
It was about um, capturing the spirit of the mountain uh, and uh, some wide shots, but there were a few dialogue scenes. Sayampu was able to do those. That was very helpful because, uh, you know, uh, he, nobody understood the story better than, than Sayampu. And, uh, and I, was, <laughs> I was there on my, uh, on my little iPhone kind of, uh, you know, re remotely <laughs> looking at takes and, uh, and giving notes. And it, it, fortunately, it, uh, it worked out. Can you talk about recreating the caves? Was there a certain acreage that was built? It was all built. They were all, they were tanks, um, five or six different tanks that we, that we constructed in a warehouse in Queensland. Uh, three of the tanks were to house the, the, the tunnel systems, which again, were these, these sections that the divers had, had, had um, uh, pointed out to us that were the, the most, the most challenging and, and the most unique. Um, and then, um, two other larger tanks were used for the caverns. Um, one was the, you know, the cave opening, uh, the interior of the cave opening, uh, and, and, and the entrance to the cave. Uh, and then the other one was chamber nine where, uh, the, you know, the boys and their coach, uh, were, uh, um, were isolated and, and, uh, and, and, you know, waiting, waiting out. The, the, the rescue. Um, and then an, another, another tank was used for, or well, no, we shot, we shot chamber nine first. We had to shoot everything with the boys first because we needed that tank to then do this multi-purpose cavern that Molly constructed that actually worked for three different key caverns chambers, uh, along the way, if we shot it from various directions and changed a few things we kept kind of reusing the same set. So there were, there were a lot of efficiencies that needed to be kept in mind here, even while, you know, our creative ambitions were, uh, were high. Um, and, um, um, before, before long, the actors got through their quarantine in, in Queensland and began training and they, they trained not only with our, our sort of experienced film crew dive team, and Charlie Crawwell, the second unit director and, and stunt coordinator. Uh, but also Rick Stanton was there and Jason Mallinson. And so even while they were in quarantine, they were already talking to the divers uh, and our art department, our prop department about the gear and their gear and much of it bespoke, handmade in some instances by them. And, um, and, and so the actors were not only rehearsing scenes with me, not only talking through the script, uh, but, uh, but also, you know, already interacting with, uh, with Rick and Jason and just practicing, like handling their gear. You know, we dropped off, we dropped off dive gear for them so that they, by the time, by the time they were clear of that, we still had two weeks of prep. That's when they could learn to dive. That's when I could rehearse the scenes. And that's when Vigo Mortensen, um, uh, and Colin Farrell came to me and said, um, now that we've learned these dive techniques, which is very specific in, uh, when caving, we want to do all the diving. Um, and I said, well, I'm not sure that's safe. I'll check. Uh, I really appreciate that, but it's also going to be really difficult for us to schedule because we have concurrent, uh, water unit shooting, alongside first unit and you know you're heavily involved in both 
not, not sure we can pull that off. Vigo said, I really urge you to try because I think it'll make a huge difference. I'll feel a lot more comfortable and I will, you know, I will, I will wave turnarounds and I, and I will, uh, shoot on Saturdays and, and everyone else fell in behind that. Once Charlie Crowell said, yes, we've seen them. We all agree that, um, that, uh, safety is not an issue, uh, uh, that they're capable. Um, I mean, safety is always an issue and, you know, there were safety divers everywhere, but there were some sections where you literally couldn't have access to them. There were some long passages that they, they had to be able to go through. Uh, well, they became so adept that we finally realized that, that one way to get a camera in there was for them to do what I started to call the, the selfie pass. And they would literally, you know, pull themselves using the rope or, and, 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 and maneuver through those caves, holding, holding the camera, uh, on their own faces as they would go through, or they would follow the other divers through and get those POV shots. Uh, and, um, so they, they accomplished a lot. Of course we had Simon Christides, who's a world-class underwater photographer, um, and cinematographer who was, you know, all, all over this project. Uh, and, uh, you know, incredibly, incredibly uh, helpful. Again, everybody felt the way I did. We just wanted to get it right. It was, it was, uh, it was a movie for the moment. We knew that it was an opportunity to celebrate, you know, a stunning, remarkable human achievement. Um, and, um, uh, and, you know, we didn't, we didn't want to let the story down. I also think that, well, I know that we all felt that um, there was something that we had a specific, um, we had we had we had a specific specific objective in doing a scripted narrative version of this story, and that is to get really granular about what it means to be there. What does it take? What are what are what's the skill set? What's the psych? What's the what, you know what's the psychological um, um, disposition? Uh, how does it change? Uh, and, um, you know, and, and for me as a director, I was trying to understand that and convey it with, in, with a very large cast. I, it's, everyone thought of this as an ensemble movie, and of course it is. And, um, and it's, it's, it's one thing that I'm really, really proud of is I think how many characters cut through and are vivid, interesting. We as an audience feel like we understand something about them and care. And, uh, and, and uh, um, I, I don't know that I've ever had a movie with a larger cast that made, you know, with that many characters that made a strong impression, including, you know, Apollo 13 or Backdraft or, or some of those. You are known for the event drama. And, um, you know, pandemic, of course, has, has changed moviegoing habits. But even pre-pandemic, you know, the, the type of... Do you think the event drama can be made again for the big screen? Do you think there is a big audience for it? Um, does it take a little hook? Like Ransom had a thrill, you know, had a thriller aspect. Da Vinci Code had a thriller aspect. You know, I, I, I um, look. I think, I think we're, I think we're still learning as we go here, or, or you know, and and it's and it's and it's being redefined. I do believe in it. I do, I do believe that um that you know sort of 
um, a, a, a adult dramas, especially especially when they transport an audience to a place and create suspense, uh, you know, are are engaging enough, entertaining enough to enough people um, that you know, if 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 priced properly, uh, I th I think they can be a, a you know a, a reasonable bet, and uh, and I think most studio executives feel that way. Um, I'm not sure studio execs are ready to 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 make any declarations about about any genre outside of recognizing that you know horror is really working uh and you know and uh, and uh you know uh, uh ten, you know tenpole fantasies are are working and, and animation but you know works and but uh, that sort of four quadrant or date night kind of content you know is is is, is working really well but i i really don't believe anybody's given up on the idea or even pretends to really know. Uh, and at the end of the day, the audience is going to define it and, and, and the world around us, you know? And uh, so while, you know, I, I certainly have preferences, uh, I mostly I want to tell stories I care about. Mostly I want to create an environment where uh, actors and um, you know, and and the and the key collaborators behind the camera can flourish and really excel. I want to, I want to, I want to. I enjoy that. I enjoy the energy around you know uh, world class talents striving to achieve. That's really exciting uh, for me. And um, and that's certainly what we had with with uh, thirteen lives and and uh, what what I uh, you know what I hope to have on every project. Is there another Western in you? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not working on one right now. I don't have the story. Um, but, um, uh, again, I, I think a story again, wh whether it's for streamers or theatrical, you know, again, I'm, I'm pretty agnostic about that. I, I, as long as, as long as I can, you know, fully actualize the potential of, of a story, that's really what I mostly care about. But, um, uh, you know, I think, I think that that, that time period can be an interesting one to transport audiences into. Uh, and, uh, um, I, 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 I don't think you can celebrate the tropes. I think you, I think the only way to do it is to sort of find relatable connections to those characters and the circumstances that somehow are a little bit relevant to today and, and ring a bell for us today. Um, and, uh, so I don't think you can, I'm not sure a Western built around nostalgia for a genre is, uh, is, is, is something that sort of that I would, I, that I would look to do. Um, um, but, um, but, um, yeah, I, look, I think every time periods of interest and, and, you know, what cinema does is transport people in an exciting, compelling way. And, and it, uh, um, you know, and it's, by the way, it's, it, it's, it's fun to learn something. Um, it, you know, as long as you, as long as you don't have to be bored <laughs> learning it. Uh, and, uh, so I, you know, it's, that was the, uh, to me when, when I, when I read 13 lives and thought about it, I thought, well, this is for me personally, selfishly, I'm going to learn so much about Thai culture. I didn't know. Um, I can apply my experience to this and yet it's, it's still going to be, it's not going to be repetition. It's a, it's an, it's a new set of filmmaking uh, challenges. Th these are really interesting acting opportunities for a number of people. Uh, and I felt like there could be even more. Um, 
And, uh, and I felt like that it was a real movie for the, the moment where I, I could transport an audience and really entertain them and, and, and that the suspense was, was there to really, um, you know, to, to, you know, to get, get people le to lean in, you know, whether that's from, from their couch or in a movie theater seat. What's next for you? Uh, right now I'm, I'm, um, uh, kind of midway through my first animated movie, uh, which is called family tree horns for Netflix, uh, doing that with animal logic, learning a lot, enjoying a lot. And, uh, uh, and you know, it's, it, it, it won't be out for a couple of years, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited about that one. Um, I'm, I've, I've, uh, started in just recent months doing the, the first wave of interviews, uh, for, um, a, a documentary for Disney plus about Jim Henson, creator of the Muppets. That's amazing. Ron Howard, thank you so much. Pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call Podcast on Deadline. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. 